Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. This is the Square Ball Podcast number 80, part two of our season opener for 2014-15. Uh, don't forget, quick reminder, you probably just heard me say it on the last one, uh, get issue one of the fanzine on sale at Middlesbrough and subscriptions will be on sale very soon at the squareball.net. Right back into it then. And let's start this bit. We sort of dealt in the last podcast with all the things in the past, last season, the things that were. Let's deal with the things that are this season and we have a new man no he's not a manager he's a head coach Mr Hockaday and he is the future we didn't see this one coming did we this was a, a bolt from the blue I saw it coming where were you when you first heard the name Dave Hockaday I think we all probably remember uh, well even Chilino doesn't remember he's been very vague about uh, someone told me his name man hotel <laughs> talk ashtray yeah pepper pot pasta other stuff tomatoes Plumbing. I don't know. I don't remember where I first heard the name Hockaday. I remember when it looked distinctly likely that he was going to get the job is the point that I put 10 quid on Leeds getting relegated this season. So I managed to get the odds just before he was confirmed. What odds did you get? I think I got about 40 to 1. That's good. Never. Or we're maybe about, it was 14. We're about, four, we're about 4 to 1 now. I knew I, was, um, I knew I was ahead. I don't think we'll go down. He says, no, well, no, yeah. and this is before I'd even seen the man, but I had done a fair bit of research. Well, whilst you find that, I mean, we, we were thoroughly surprised, weren't we, to, to find, I mean, I don't mean to be unkind to the man, but plenty of people have said worse things, but he's basically a no mark, isn't he? We were surprised. He wasn't. No. No, that was his, um, his opening gambit, pretty much the first question in the first interview on LUTV, that interestingly they did the day before they announced him. He let that slip because they said that all oh, the fixtures have been announced today. And he was like, yeah, yeah, but they didn't actually announce him until the day afterwards. So they did that, which I thought was odd. He said anyway, David Hockaday can time travel. So can Tom Kerwin. It's even more surprising. But what was not a surprise is that, uh, the first question was, is it a surprise to find yourself here at Leeds, given that you're, you know, sacked from Forest Green Rovers Did he say six no, months ago? I just followed the sat-nav. Is it? <laughs> Is it a surprise? It isn't, because of my background and no, the you, fact you that You missed I'm... out the bit where his media training was obviously not maybe up to scratch, and you went, um, is this a surprise for myself? In the job like, no, it isn't. <laughs> he had to ask himself the question again, yeah. thinking like, pinch, pinching himself all the while. <coughs> Can I just say at this point, I've not watched a single interview with him. Really? And it was only through um, working here at the radio station that I put a news bulletin on air and heard a clip of his voice for the first time. I hadn't heard him say a word until that happened. South Shields. It's rather unkindly. Someone on Wacko said he sounded a lot like the guy who pretended to be the Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> yeah, we're side we're, we're Jack. Jack. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was excellent. You think you've got the right manager, but you've not. Um, <laughs> you don't know what you're looking for. You aren't looking for me. He's not surprised he's now coach of Leeds United because of his background and the fact that I'm a very experienced coach and obviously I was 20 years a player, Blackpool and Swindon, Division 4, 3, occasionally. Don't you... He's, hey, what he's, level did Arsene Wenger play at? 
just goes to show the better the footballer, the better their manager. Arsene, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Arsene Wenger doesn't go around going, Mui, I was a van on a player, and that is why I am Arsenal. He says, No, I'm a garçon et monsieur. I did the job. <laughs> the fact the president wants an experienced British coach, then I seem to tick all the boxes. And they did that little kind of raised eyebrow thing that's just like. Who else did you expect to see sitting here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then there's that lovely moment in the press conference where someone said it was... Adam Pope, I think, was saying to Missing Look, no disrespect to Dave Hockaday, but did you not think maybe a, a bigger name might have been good for the job? And Celine's obviously like, well, who? What, what name? Give me give me bigger name. And he said, well, Gary McAllister. He says, oh, Gary McAllister, he has job. And Adam Pope said, no, he's... Gary McAllister's free and he goes McAllister <laughs> <laughs> and you can see him as Tolkien takes over because sits back and is like yeah. McAllister no, free <laughs> but he has job no <laughs> and looks across at Junior Lewis and looks at Dave and he's like, you physically see the penny drop don't you in that one when nobody can remember who it is that's recommended him and the, the interview with uh, Hockaday at the weekend where he said he didn't know what job he was being interviewed for. He said he just went He went to the hotel to meet an Italian voice that he'd spoken to on the phone. I it's a wonder. It's like, this is what happened to David Haig. It's like Hockaday's lucky. He's not I in think Hockaday fully expected the AC Milan job. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. A little bit disappointed. Oh, like Were you surprised to find yourself here at Milanella? Nah. He's been unemployed <laughs> yeah. for ages. Do you know what he was doing last season? Co-commentating on Swindon's home games Fucking hell. on the radio. It's it's so strange. I still can't fathom it. It's the no. oddest appointment I can ever remember. Because um, you get these nobodies appointed from within clubs sometimes. Mm. He's always been, a bit like McDermott was, I suppose. He's always been a scout here. He's done, no one's heard of him, but yeah. he knows the place. We know him. Give him the job. This hey, is Hockaday. Yeah, this you think, is, you, and you hear his name and you think, oh, is he some <coughs> like upcoming young coach who's done wonders with non-league and he's got all these new ideas. No, he's 57. Yeah. <laughs> What's he been doing all his career? Like, oh, he managed Watford for a bit once. Uh, I mean, he was a coach there and then he sort of went and got Forest Green relegated a couple of times. This is what uh, bugs me about him. Is It's not about giving an unknown a chance. It's that he's known and he's a known failure. That's the problem. If it had been, we'll talk about Benito Carboni in a bit, who's no experience as a coach, done a little bit in like Serie 5 or whatever, been a youth coach. But if he'd been given the job, I'd be like, yeah, that's all right. If he's done his badges and he's working his way up, it's a bit of a leap, mm. but that's okay. He could be good. A shot in the dark, he could be good. Whereas I look at Dave Hockaday's record from start to finish, and even the parts where he opened up, well, he copied the American model for the UK's first football academy of its type, which I think is important that it always gets clarified that way now, because it was on Wikipedia, the UK's first football academy, and now it's, no. It was the first one of its particular kind, where it combines a sixth-form college with a football course, basically. But then from then on, all he's really done was be a reasonably good academy boss at Watford, and then gets sacked when he was promoted to assistant manager. Southampton for a bit, then three jobs working for Martin Mad Dog Allen. <laughs> he's, then, he's a bloody crackpot, that man. Who is an absolute crackpot. I was looking up, I found again his letter to the Knox County fans when he took the job, asking for somewhere to kip. <laughs> and then another one saying, asking for somebody to come to the club and teach him to whistle. Right. Because he needed to track it. Like, I'm really, people might think I'm joking, but this is serious. I need somebody to come and teach me to whistle. That man employed Dave Hockaday three times. And even though Dave Hockaday was in the paper at the weekend saying, I'm not part of anybody's gang, I've never had to rely on a mate for a job. You work for Martin Allen three times, and you tell me you don't rely on somebody for a job anyway. And then Forest Green Rovers there for four years, relegation positions the first year, but they stayed up because Salisbury went bust stayed up on goal difference on the final day of the second year, then finished 10th, and then he does a brilliant interview that you can find on the internet where he says, they say, what are you going to do this season? He says, well, the one thing we've got to do this season, we've got to finish higher than 10th because we've got to keep improving. We've got to keep working and improving and getting better. We've got to finish better than 10th. Finished 10th. And then the <laughs> start of the next season, lost some like eight games in a row and gets sacked. Yeah. And no part of that, to me, says he's going to be a good coach or manager and he's effectively manager. Chilino's going to make his life difficult 
and tell him what to do. But he's effectively, he will be in the dugout shouting at the players during games. He will be in training, telling them what to do and how to do it. He will be in front of the media whenever Chilino's hiding because it's all going wrong. He is essentially manager. He's not going to do anything that Brian McDermott didn't do last season, apart from give Ariebe a huge contract or whatever. Nothing in his background says he's going to be any good at it. Are you writing him off from the start or are you just... I'm happy to. If he'd actually, if he turned up and he'd been surprised to get the job and he'd gone, yeah, because obviously Forest Green Rovers, I felt I did a good job there, but it didn't work out and I've been out of work for a while. This is the biggest job I've ever taken on and I'm um, looking forward to the challenge. All right, I might not have looked at him and my instinctive reaction would not have been Surely you're you're judging him on his demeanour there and you're wanting him to fail because of his demeanour. Well, don't want him to fail... Because obviously well, that's the whole his thing failure. about being negative and the whole thing on Twitter about being people being negative. People are being realistic. Yeah. Looking yeah. at his record and thinking it'd be, uh, it'd be, Really? Yeah, it'd be madness to presume he's going to do well. And I don't want to be mad. To look at another way. I'd love him to. I mean what, what do you think then? Play devil's advocate for a second. For the first time in numerous years we appear to be approaching the football pitch with the ball on the floor which is something we've been crying out for and he's somebody who's implementing that system at the club isn't it mainly just on the floor going side to side yes <laughs> from what I've heard pretty much as predicted by Forest Green Rovers oh, fans it, you know you've got it, I mean I'm, I'm not I don't want to start trotting out the line give him a chance because it's been done to death on Twitter but I'm saying, is it not a bit too early to judge? I mean, and I know mm. you can only ever form your opinions based on the existing evidence, and that is not in his favour. And we will give him a chance, because we've no option. I won't go to the opening game booing Boo. him. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm going to... Resign! <laughs> you know, and if we win some games, fair enough, I'll cheer. I'll tend I'll, to, I will tend to think we've not won the games because of him, in all honesty. Yeah. Which is something I won't be able to shake, because you just think, yeah, fair enough, you might have won those things, but it wasn't. It wasn't because of you. You might have been there. <laughs> We're winning in spite of you. Yeah. No, that's, that's not fair. That's I know it's fair. not really, but... Uh, well, no, but you should have, if you're going to go for someone who's unknown at that level, you might as well have brought Richard Naylor in, or Redders, and done that, and promote from within, from people who know the club and the players that are there. On what you were sort of just saying then as well, Michael, is, is it partly down to the fact that it's it's a bit of a perfect storm situation that everyone knows Chilino's really pulling the strings. He's known as a manager eater. Everybody is viewing him through Chilino's eyes as being entirely dispensable. And because he's come from such a low level, everyone's expecting him to fail. Everyone's thinking, well, you know, he's going to fail, he'll be gone, the end of it, don't even bother. We're almost already waiting, I am anyway, for the next manager. I'm already thinking mm. who's going to be who's going to be up for us next. Who's who's the likely candidate next time around? Is And in a way, we're being asked to hold ourselves to a higher standard than Massimo Cellino ever has. Everyone's like, you've got to be patient, you've got to give him a chance. Like, well, he wor- he's working for a guy who has been in the paper today saying, yeah, Dave Hockaday's okay, but he needs some babysitting. The night that we're recording, apparently they were talking in the Peacock this evening over a beer, and I wouldn't be surprised if that conversation is like, Dave, nice guy, not sure, mm, I sack you. <laughs> Where, and then every, but everybody's going, the fans going, oh no, you've got to give him a chance, you've got to back him, you've got to get behind, get behind Hockaday. It's funny, but it's quite possible that Cellino will give Hockaday less of a chance than the fans. Yeah. We yeah. just no way of knowing. Well, Dave, you gave you the money for that round. How much was it? £4.17. Oh! <laughs> he was being unreasonable. <laughs> it's true. I'm not going to... I don't like him. <laughs> that's, that's basic. I think that's, it's fair to say he's not a very likeable character. No. However, if he starts winning football matches... That would be great. But no, to come to, I don't like him. I don't think he's good enough for the job. And I don't think he's going to succeed. And I'm not enjoying having him here. But... I'm not going to turn up to the first game with a bag of rotten fruit. The Geisley game I went to, all right, let's see what it's looking like. And then I was like, well, I'm not quite sure why Ross Kill- everything's going through Ross Killick. But, you know, first pre-season game. Sullivan at Dundee, much better performance. I'm still not sure about the style of play, but it's all right. I'm not chucking rotten eggs at him or, or anything. I'm going to make jokes about how his face looks like a testicle. and you know A shaved testicle. Yeah, it's very good. I've got this program now that just automatically makes animated GIFs that finds loops, and he's fantastic value. But I've used it on Eduardo Chilino as well. I'm equal opportunity abuser of that particular app. I wouldn't be surprised if I am still sitting in the stands going... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't like him and I'm not really sure about it. What do you mean Chilino sacked him already? So I don't see why I should particularly go out of my way to worry about giving him a chance. It's his problem, really. A couple of weeks after we appointed him, I went to um, 
Whitby for a day out, and I did notice Dave Hockaday looks basically like every middle-aged man at the seaside. <laughs> he just has that kind of a look about him. Also, to the extent where I was seeing people, I was seeing Hockaday's everywhere. <laughs> I don't know why I was determined he'd be there that day. I just oh, head just on a on a swivel the whole day. Things that we learned about him in the Daily Mail at the weekend: one, he doesn't drink. Do we trust him? Mm. I'm not sure. I'd I'm do. Surprised Massimo's giving a job to someone who doesn't drink. You'd think he's got a terrible drug habit, though. <laughs> That's not true, by the way. That's not true. And he, it mentions in that interview the thing about him making the journalist shake hands with him twice. Yeah, that, oh, was, yeah. that was. That proper... was. You see, I, I posted um, something on Wacko about this. That that's a little bit like Begbie in Train Spotting, isn't it? Shake my hand. <laughs> and it's shake my fucking hand and look me in the eye. It's crazy. Right, come on, you fuckers. <laughs> It's crazy because it's, um, I can't even into have the a sherry trifle, he says. Because this is a really, like, goes out of his way to be quite a positive article, but then he can't help but say, yeah, he did actually do this really weird thing. It is a weird thing, because a handshake, unless it's very effeminate or strange or too tight, where it's just a handshake, and, yeah. you know, you're just, you're just deferring politeness to somebody, and then you go your separate ways. It's not kind of something that anything hinges on. It's a bit weird. Yeah, especially with the journalist, because he says... Um, I always tell my players to make eye contact, he says, with a slightly unnerving stare. It's not a player, it's a journalist. You may never see him again. It doesn't matter if he maintains eye contact with you. You don't want his parting memory to be of, of him staring you out going, look into my eyes. But it's funny because the rest of that article was quite a positive, you know, you kind of got the uh, the sense of him being a bit of an everyman, you know, working hard, grafting, he's with his yeah. wife long term, not one of the boys, he's just doing it all off his own back. And you thought, yeah, fair enough. Good on you, but that handshake, yeah. I'm not sure it's a fair comment about his wife, because, I mean, he's not particularly rich or attractive, so he's probably done as well as he's going to do. <laughs> All of a sudden, he does well in this job, gets a million-pound contract. We'll see the other side of the ho- of Hockaday. <laughs> the ladies' man. The other contradiction in Hockaday is he talks a lot. There's a lot of words beginning with H. Um, in his first interview, he was talking about... Uh, this team, my team, our team will give them everything. They'll be hungry. They're going to have a great work ethic. I don't want any team to be hungrier than us. And he talk, he's talked about uh, the culture here will be one of hard work. We'll be honest and have humility, but work hard with hunger with a capital H. Honestly. And if you said that to any of the players, I'd just imagine they'd wait till they left and then burst out laughing. But he talks a lot about humility and says, oh, we've got to be, you know, we've got to be humble. So we're, we're getting the players in a situation where the canteen's closed, so they're making their own lunch got to be humble and what was the other thing they did to them washing their own socks and all that business got to be humble wash the feet of a leper (laughs) things like this and then this this man who's preaching humility is the one who says in this interview that despite his failures at forest green his team he believes his side played the best football ever seen in that league well ever i want to examine this for a moment forest green who were all but relegated, got out of it on technicality, missed out on relegation the next season by goal difference, then finished 10th, then finished 10th. The best football ever seen in the conference. Do we believe him or is it bullshit? I, and is it bullshit from a guy who goes on about everybody being humble and showing humility and hunger and I, hock, hock? I get, the, I get the impression, lads, that Moscow's not a big fan. <laughs> I think Warnock just comes a little bit lower. <laughs> well, Warnock, Possibly. Warnock's just pure evil. This guy's just weird. Imagine if Hockaday had seven promotions. Well, he's record. got five. He keeps going on about oh, he's got five promotions yeah. as a player. One of them was when he played seven games on loan for Stoke. And he's going to claim that hey, as one of his five count. promotions. Might not have got a medal, but they all count. Is it going to work? Is it bollocks? <laughs> <laughs> it's a poor decision to hire him. But what if what if it is the case that Cellino's filling the squad up with these players and we've got a lot of flair, young young players, athletic, talented, and he is literally just sending them out there with a the system. I mean, it, it, stranger things have it's happened. It's an interesting experiment because the Moneyball studies show that managers don't have that much impact and the, the main thing that affects results is how much you pay your players. I mean, admittedly, we're not maybe paying them that much, but if, if the idea is that we divert money for it, that we would spend on paying a manager and sacking a manager and paying compensation for new managers and spend that on footballers, then maybe it doesn't matter who's the one telling him to uh, get it in the fucking mixer. <laughs> I find it difficult to look at Junior Lewis's face and think it doesn't matter. That's a face that matters. Can he speak, Junior He Lewis? did speak in the press conference very briefly, did answered he? one question, basically to say, yeah, what what, uh, what, what the gaffer says is, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. On to Carboni then, the man who was tipped by many to be his 
successor, and that's not worked out. That's a little bit of a strange thing. He's gone, dismissed, sent home, escorted from the premises, some would have you believe. All mm. for um, visiting his sick mother. There's a, there's a, a repeat, pattern. repeating pattern here, yes. This was strange. He came in as sort of head of the academy and he's gone home for, quote, family reasons, unquote. Yet, Chilino's interview with Simon Austin in, in, in The Telegraph seems to give away that he, he was in some way taking advantage. And disrespecting Redders. Yeah, which is a little bit bizarre. I mean, he, you kind of supplanted the academy system by putting him in there and mm. then he's kind of upset the apple card I, I don't really understand it Benito anybody up- upsetting Redders I upset Redders <laughs> yeah when, Car- where when is. Carboni so this is the quote in the article when Carboni first arrived at Leeds I told him we are guests in this country and we have to respect these people I put Carboni in charge of the academy with Neil Redfern as his boss Carboni didn't like that Neil was his boss and tried to take advantage he went to Italy without permission to see his sick mother and wasn't in Ireland when the under-21s had a game there. I can't afford to have an Italian coach here who takes advantage. He gave them the chance to beep him. He made a mistake. Who is going to be the next to make a mistake? Very it's probably, isn't probably it? Dave Hockaday. Yeah. Well, he does need babysitting, so who knows? Yeah, I mean, so what, what, what did you make of the, just quickly the Carboni thing? It's really odd. It's quite short in real life. Yeah. I saw him in town. That was quite nice. Quite well-dressed. Yeah. Quite sharp. Well, no, he's not well-dressed because I think did we... Did we discuss? Was he wasn't here when uh, we were last on, or had he turned up? No, no. He was wearing a three-button suit, and he'd buttoned all three. Oh, yeah. Dirty stamp. Never do that. The rule is sometimes, always, never, top to bottom. Well, that's that's a comprehensive assessment. Let me just write that down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, always, always, never. never. So you, you could let the pullover around the shoulders slide, but not if you're going to be wearing a three-button buttoning mm. up a three-button suit. Nobody really knew what he was doing here. And there was even that assumption that it was like, oh, he's just Massimo's mate. And then they were both like, no, we'd never met. Mm. And, and if you look into what Phil Hayes said in response to it, that it's no secret that their relationship had really soured in, in recent times. And how can it have soured in recent times? In recent times, Massimo Cellino's been on holiday for a fortnight. He's been on a yacht somewhere. He's only um, been here two months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carboni's, yeah, Carboni's not been here long enough to really upset anybody. He doesn't seem like that upsetting a character. And he's just working for Redders. <laughs> and somehow he's upset Chilino. Junior Lewis needs to be careful. I mean, we were talking about Hockaday. I think Lewis may go first. You think? For disrespecting <laughs> the Hock. You, you see, the, th- the thing about... But Cal- nobody will know why, because everyone's like, he's not said anything since he came through the door. <laughs> That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. I did not trust him. The thing we can't... And I don't know what he's thinking. Mr. President, I don't think he was thinking anything. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with Carboni, I was going to say, was that he's almost, you can almost sort of tag him on to Gianluca Festa as the Italian that we all vaguely know who rocked up for reasons we're not quite sure of and then never stuck around for long. And you get a feeling there are going to be a succession of these people. Mid-90s footballers. Who's who's, Who's next? Colorado Grabby. (laughs) <laughs> Who was the one with the big nose that played for Nottingham Forest? Oh, um, is it Salenzi? Yeah, Andrea mm. Salenzi. Yeah. yeah, Carboni uh, signed off with quite a flourish on Twitter. He did. He went all Uncle Monty was saying to my boys, "They're all fantastic boys." <laughs> <laughs> and professional footballer. One day I will be back in England again. I hope soon. And he went on. He was he was absolutely gushing. I went I went this morning to say hello to the boys. Great emotion from all of them and mine. But the clapping that made me finally I never forget. Do you think that's like he's mistranslated it? And actually, is like what he meant to say was, "But I've got the clap, and that <laughs> has made me finally I cannot do this job anymore." Family I, reasons. I, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then give, bear in mind. As he acknowledges himself, thank, thanks, guys. Thanks for all you gave me in one month. Day after day, we grew up together. <laughs> Not much you didn't. We are 30 days <laughs> older. <laughs> you grew up a bit, didn't you? Let's not go over the top. He was doing a lot of this while he was managing. After every game that he managed him, he was all like, such great effort from my boys. <laughs> I intend to have you, my boy. We dealt in the last podcast with players who have gone out. Let's now look at players who have come into the club. Players Dave Hockaday has signed. Yeah. Well. well, this is a great opportunity for us to display our detailed knowledge of European football. Yeah, Wikipedia. I tell you, what, some, there are some bloody experts on Twitter. If you uh, if you would believe some of the stuff that gets tweeted, oh, it'd be, it'd be a great signing. 
No idea. Yeah. I've got no idea. There's I've never even heard of him. I've got a copy of Football Manager. Right, first one in the door, then Stuart Taylor. Exper- heard of him. Yes, yeah, well, ex- championship winner, experienced career reserve keeper to all intents and purposes, steady hand on the tiller. He's like a, he's the new version of that keeper that you used to like. What was that, what was that honey? Oh, Shane Higgs, handsome Higgs. He's a good looking man for 37. When people talk about an, an experienced reserve keeper, they normally mean a keeper with experience of playing football matches, <laughs> who is now a reserve keeper, don't they? Mm, yeah. But in Stuart Taylor's case, he is <laughs> just he is yeah. just an experienced reserve keeper. Nice work if you can get it at big clubs as well. He's, hasn't he got? He's got. Well, he's won. He's a bit like Hocker Day. He's got like six Champions Leagues <laughs> in his locker. The last goalkeeper we signed who was a perennial reserve. Do you remember who that was? Paul Rahubka. <laughs> He's better than him. He must be. Mm, you'd have thought so. Arsenal, Man City, big clubs. Well, you, you just for. know that if he came on or he was put in there for a game, that he'd just be fine. He'd be annoyed though. <laughs> oh, I've got to play. Who's well, Alex Cairns? You feel sorry for? Of course, he's, yeah, just, he's never ever going to play. Not Paddy Kenny, again. Alex Cairns. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, he's, they've all been supplanted by uh, Marco Silvestri, who is 23 years old, uh, signed from Chievo on a four-year contract. He was on loan at Cagliari last season. And Cellino has described him as the best in the division, possibly the best in the country. He has admitted previously he doesn't really know the division. Um, <laughs> or the country. Oh, yeah. The country. He's a guest here and he's got to respect it. He looks... YouTube... He looks like Lurch from He does look like family. Lurch. YouTube suggests that he likes a showbiz save. There's a lot of kind of easy balls at head height. That Dive, for, diving punches? Yeah. Yes. For some reason he's doing <laughs> diving punch and like doing a pirouette in the air. Which is entertaining, and he looks solid enough. He, he actually has made some good saves in uh, some of the games I've seen. But Paddy Kenny made good saves, and he didn't uh, flounce around as much as Marco Showbiz Silvestri. Quite like him in a young goalkeeper, though. 23 is a good age for a goalkeeper, I think. It's kind of refreshing. I've got used to old ones, apart yeah. from poor Jack, but we don't speak of him. He'd yeah. rather we didn't. The one who looks to be find of the window so far, based on the limited evidence so far anyway, uh, Tommaso Bianchi, which translates as Tommy White, not to be confused with Tommy Wright, 80s Leeds footballer, or indeed Aidan White, current Leeds footballer. Is he going to take over A.D. White's song? Tommy White, White, White. Is that all right? It could be fine for me, yeah. Someone will explain it to him. Um, he's a left-sided midfielder, central midfielder, age 25, played for the Italy under-21s, six foot dead. The fuck he is? I've seen him. He's not six foot. He don't look six I'm foot. I'm six foot. Me. That's what the internet said. Has, in, has the internet got something wrong? It never lies he's, about size. He's about five, seven, five, eight. Anyway, we've plucked him from the obscurity of Sassuolo on a three-year deal with an option of a fourth year. They were Serie B champions in 2012-13. Spent the first season in Serie A last year. So he must have extensive Serie A experience. No, he spent last season on loan at Medina in Serie B. Funky cold Medina. Medina. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and what we've seen so far, looking all right. Uh, I wasn't too keen on me and uh, Geisley because he was playing at the base of the diamond and like I said, he, he just seemed to give turn around and give it to Killick or Lees. Um, and then say the most enterprising thing he was doing was giving it to Charlie Taylor at fullback. But then there were the odd balls forward. I suppose the fact that it was Morrison and Dakar up front, he just saw us play it backwards. Dundee. Same result, in it? Yeah. <laughs> Dundee uh, looked a bit better. Um, well, he looked a lot better, in fact. He can obviously pass, and he, d- he did a, a rasping volley off the crossbar. My concern with Bianchi, with Tommy White, is I'm not sure he's prepared for how little time he'll get on the ball against Millwall. Mm. And from then on, um, I did suggest that training this week should basically be him being marked by three players and trying to play a game. Cause, we could um, bring Michael Brown back for a bit. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Other psychopaths are available, nicer ones. But yeah, so it remains to be seen whether, well, with a lot of these players, how quickly they can adapt. Uh, but, you know, you can pass the ball about. We've also got Swiss uh, Gitano Berardi, who's going to be uh, on the number 12 shirt. Right back, hello. Mm-hmm. Can play left back. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, he's here to kill Sam Byron, basically, isn't right. he? Or to force him out. But he's supposed to be decent, of a good standard. Again, we kind of into the unknown a little bit. Well, that, I think that decent, good standard is based on one cap for Switzerland, isn't it? Yeah, he's an international. Well, yes. He's yes. Swiss Michael Ricketts. <laughs> he didn't really catch the eye against Dundee. He came on as a sub. That's the weird thing with Brady. He's sat out the first couple of games and then only really come on as a sub in the others, I think. 
so we're reluctant to use him. But, you know, he's not as good, good as Byram because Byram's our best player. So it'll be even more gutting when he's playing right back because Byram's been sold to Newcastle. Uh, next team. But we'll get 20 million because uh, Chilino's got 11 for Ross. So we know he's going to be a great businessman. Next up, uh, a name that's going to get mispronounced a million times on the terraces. Um, Zan Benedikic. Mm, this is the one I was talking about earlier. Who's come from AC Milan. Yep. That's exciting. He's an attacking midfielder. That's exciting. AC Milan didn't want to let him go at first. They wanted to take him to the USA. That's interesting. That's very that, Not just AC Milan, but Filippo Inzaghi. Himself, yeah. The manager wanted to take him on the US tour. The downsides with this one, he's 18 and he's never played a senior game of football. Got to start somewhere. Well, why not start on loan with Leeds United in the yeah. Championship? This is, this, and there's not even much YouTube footage. There's two really good looking goals. But I think a lot of people are being dazzled by the red and black stripes of Milan and assuming he's going to be brilliant. I'm assuming he's going to be a slightly taller version of Alex Mowat, at least until he finds his feet. And if he does find his feet by the end of the season, Milan will probably keep him. But we've got the right to buy him. And they've got the right to keep him. That surely yeah. isn't the case. That's no. just but Otherwise, that is It's not, an agreement to buy him at the end of the loan, isn't it? Otherwise, that is not any oh, different than a normal loan. I would have thought only if it's... Don't you like agree a fee and say if it's good for all parties? Otherwise, you couldn't get out of it. Otherwise, we'd have to buy no, him. Because it's an option to buy. So we, yeah. we've agreed if he does well and we want to keep him at the end of the year, we can have him for two million quid. I think yeah, but it, that's like the Cameron Stewart. I know. That's true, yeah. yeah. So, not yeah. worth the paper it's written on. That, no, that wasn't. On the Cameron Stewart one, we had to buy him. This yeah. is an option to buy. But it, We had to buy him, but we didn't. I think it means first dibs. Yeah. Is the, but that also that's means. That's they that, want to sell him. Yeah, that Milan will just go, I no, don't, keep him. No, that's not what case. it says, is it? An option to buy is our option to buy. Yeah. So if we decide to buy him, he's ours. The end of it. Yeah. yeah. If they agree to sell him. No. no. It's been They've agreed. already agreed to sell <laughs> him. They've already agreed to sell him, him giving us that option. You're being ridiculous. But what if he's shit? Then we don't buy him. We cancel it. We say. We Cameron Stewart. We choose not to Why don't we just buy him now? The option that we've agreed. We're not exercising it. It means if he's shit, we only have him for one year yeah, rather than Try three. before you buy. Right, listen, move on. He's uh, 18, give that a break. Yeah. Get behind him, you Well, wanker. he's got a break. He's signed for Leeds United and he's never played a game of football. The sod. Suleiman Dakara. Suleiman Dakara, on loan from... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Tanya in Serie B he's age 22 he's a striker although he has been playing wide in the Morrison role 145 appearances 30 goals another one to see how they go Cellino said that um, it doesn't matter what he actually produces because he's going to work hard run around a lot and be popular with the fans Mm. which that's uh, not what I I like in my strikers he's kind of overestimated Noel Hunt's number of Twitter followers (laughs) and I quite like Jermaine Beckford who didn't do that much running, but scored loads. Yeah, no. Matt Viduka as well. He was quite. He quite looked guysly. I've written. He looked like a bad Michael Ricketts. Since improved, Dundee looked like a bad Tony Yaboa. That's um, all right. Yeah, it, it was like, getting it better. Like a sort of a Lucas Radaby testimonial Tony Yaboa. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't quite as bad as that. No, he's he's big, strong. He's got thighs the size of tree trunks. Um, he's a pretty big lad, and he was definitely had the Dundee defenders 
frightened. Can he beat a man? Yeah. Good. Not to very, <laughs> Not very tidily. He was kind of... He likes to kind of try and flick it over somebody's head on the volley. And he was generally working, but it would be like it hit their shoulder or hit their head and then bounced the other side of them. And he just sort of knock them over and get there or go around them. But the one thing everybody I spoke to saw him at Dundee agreed was he doesn't look like he'll ever score a goal. You know, he'll bundle about and be difficult to deal with, but goals, no. And if there's one club that can find non-scoring strikers, it's Leeds United, God damn it! On to the next one. We have got a striker, uh, Nicky Ajose, Ajose uh, who we've signed today from Peterborough, out of contract, but because he's under 25 or whatever it is, we've had to pay money. A fee of 150 grand has been mooted. 22 years old, centre forward who can also play out wide, said to be a Hockaday signing, or was it a Bean signing? Anyways, on a three-year contract and. He came through the Scum Juniors with Scott Wooton and Cameron Stewart. Fine pedigree. That was a great crop of players. <laughs> a vintage year. He spent a lot of time on loan at Berry. Spent a lot of time on loan at a lot of places. It's worrying that Peterborough have never really wanted him. Well, I saw no. a tweet today from a Peterborough fan saying, it's come to something when we can manage to get Leeds United to give us money for our dead wood. Yeah. That's not a ringing endorsement. I know all selling clubs fans generally say this of players, don't they? But he scored their goal of the month in January. Well, that's that's sign him up. Pretty good goal. We've signed him up. Other people do say he is pretty good. Pacey, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's also it's like League One. Pacey. Hey, we, we didn't. Hey, we didn't have pace last year. So playing the playing the Polian role. Yeah, that's not a bad. I thought we said Polian was more dangerous than Pacey. Well, that is dangerous with his pace. Yeah, he's only played two games at Championship level. He's played about 140 in Leagues One and Two. That's why Hock likes him. Come up the hard way. Exactly. Hockaday can make the step up. Nicky Ajos can come with him. I'm assuming that's you're how cynical, it's You're a cynical set of horrible <laughs> bastards, aren't you? Let's talk about our other signings. All right, then. Frederick Sorensen, 18 years old, centre-back, um, on loan with a view to a permanent from AC Milan. Oh, hello, Roque Jr. No, because this guy is coming from Juventus. This is how confusing this whole thing is. Sorensen's Juventus. Is he? Yeah. And also, we haven't signed him. Right. We're probably signing him, apparently, but we were probably signing Viviani from Roma. Which isn't Milani. Do you either. know what? I've just lost track of everyone now. And this guy's Danish. We even forgot to put Berardi on this sheet originally. <laughs> yes, it's scrolled at the top, isn't it? But he is, again, a centre-half. We're replacing Tom Lees with an 18-year-old, if we even sign this guy. Younger, cheaper, better. <laughs> that should be. <laughs> Although that... the Danish Leeds fans, of which there are numerous on Twitter, say he's a good player and it looks like a prospect. There was a yeah Juventus blog um, absolutely gushing about him. Is it this guy that there was a four million pound price tag on loan with a, per- a viewed opponent from Juventus. Something along those lines, yeah. And I saw four million mentioned, which he made immediately made me think, no, not us. Well... It's an option to spend four million on him. We, 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 <laughs> oh, don't start getting into options with him. He doesn't fucking understand it. We wouldn't spend half a million on that Chesterfield player, well, Cooper. He's not as good. That um, Nicholas Salerno watched in the pre-season yeah, friendly. Yeah, what's his went, name? Sorensen. Mm, sign him. Sorensen sounds better. Sorensen does sound better. And on that, the same bit. blog that I read about the the Juventus article, someone in the comments refers to him as a big sexy man or something like that. He's so, a, yeah, know. he's a blonde Adonis, isn't he? Mm. Just like Tom Lee's. Anyway, finally, on to the last one that we know about at this moment. I mean, at the time of recording, it's nine o'clock on Tuesday, the 5th of August. Anything could have happened by the time this makes it out to air. Anything. I mean, literally anything. So we're, we're, we're sniffing around Andy Delort, the French striker, is he, isn't he, isn't he, is he, is he, isn't he, we don't know. Is he, is or is he, ain't my baby. Quite. Probably best not to say too much on him, apart from he scored a lot of goals last year, which is quite good. He's definitely coming to England. I'm fed up of trying to piece together what he's up to through his bloody French, because it's years since I did French at school, mm. and I can't remember how it works. Is he doing more complicated things than... Uh, I've picked up Angleterra, <laughs> Bonne Chance, stuff like that. And uh, does it, does he like, does he like cats or anything? You can say uh, stuff like that, can't Jabit you? à France is what I yeah. saw. Yeah. Yeah. I preferred it when he uh, retweeted Leeds fans. Yeah. Je I couldn't could understand that. Did you say how old he is? Uh, that was an easy one. I've forgotten to note it down, but yes, he definitely did. Um, what I will say is I quite like his nice little teardrop tattoo on his face which indicates that he's either murdered a man or has been raped in prison. Or he's misunderstood the tattoo code and just thought it looked cool. Why would you have a tattoo to say you've been raped? 
or someone does forcibly do the tattoo after the bombing. <laughs> that's 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 what happens. Yeah, you are pinned down. So I've heard, and you have your face tattooed with a teardrop to signify that you are someone's bitch. Gonna be I was what that was on your face, though. <laughs> Going to be interesting to see what David A comes out of jail with. <laughs> His birthmark. <laughs> right, back on topic then. Um, time to wrap it up. This, this bit anyway. The squad numbers uh, are out. Um, not too many surprises in there, apart from Rudolf, <laughs> Rudolf Austin. <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> Rudolf Austin has been moved to number four. Surprise. Stephen Warnock, number three. Surprise. Byram's got two. Good. Luke Murphy has been transported to number seven now. Better than wearing six. Matt Smith, nine. Good. Deserves it. Aidan White, 11, that is a turn. That is, the, that is why I yeah. mock choked. And then you're into the reaches of Steve Morrison's being relegated to number 20. And yet promoted to the team. Yes. No, he's, he's 19. Sorry, I'm reading the numbers. Yeah, sorry, number 19, yeah. So we've got number 9 is Matt Smith, number 19 is Steve Morrison, and number 29, Suleiman Dakara. Do you think that's been done on purpose? Um, who's, who's this number 20? Is he a new signing? David. David Narisi? David, I think he's, I'm not he's, sure. he's, he's Italian, Serie yeah. B one. Yeah. I forgot we still got Zach Thompson as well. Just seen that name on there. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. It's like looking through, seeing a few old friends. Lewis Cook's not got a. Oh no, he is. He's number twenty-three. He's been. He's looking pretty good. That's why um, Massimo's been praising him, hasn't he? That's why he's like, beautiful. Uh, Benny Dicic. Well, he said he was surprised to find a player like him at Leeds United. The cheeky twat. <laughs> so he did. He did watch his play. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, I I brought in Carboni. Sort out academy. They already have this Louis Cook. Maybe I not sack Naylor. Why have you turned French again? <laughs> it's the only accent I can do. Yeah, I'd, well, I don't really understand the arrival of Benedicic, an 18-year-old midfielder, when we've got Louis Cook, who's an 18-year-old midfielder. Well, we can 17 have two. Midfielder. There's room for more than one. There's not room for more than one. We're going to play a diamond formation, so we can have four. Well, actually, Hockaday did say this, because he favours this diamond formation, which means he's going to be playing four central midfielders at once, a couple on the bench, and then a couple in case they get injured. So he does, he basically imagines he needs ten first-team quality central midfielders. One big diamond, is that? It's hard to look at the signings and pick out any kind of pattern other than they've all come from the Italian leagues. It just seems like a random collection of whoever we could get that's... Well, let's hope now. Let's hope that Salerno's had his, his BDI on these players for a while as the, the up-and-coming talents, and, and that's what we're seeing the fruits of, and we will see in the coming week. Apart from the ones that we tried to sign and then let go because we didn't like their attitude or they asked for too much money or we didn't send the paperwork through, that worries me as well, that there's at least three players that Salerno and Cellino have identified, and they're described as great judges of the Italian market, and then they've actually gone, ah, oh, actually, no, he was a wanker. We're not buying him. Well, actually, I know we're not sending him a fax. He's a wanker. Why would we send him a fax? I thought you were identifying players with the character to play for Leeds United. Yeah, they turn out to be wankers. Well, we're not signing did, them. You know. Well, let's move on to the boss man now, then. Uh, a brief word about Cellino. Is it possible to have a brief word about Cellino? Well, let's try. God, where to start with this one? All right. All right I've got a brief word about Cellino. Bullshit. That'll do. That sums him up. <laughs> It's harmless bullshit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mostly. It's harmless bullshit. I did, I did think, but as I read yet another interview with him today, again through Simon Austin, who seems to interview him on a weekly basis, I thought back to when TNS phoned him when he was drunk and he said, you know, I never go on the telly, you never see me, I never in the papers, I never in the press. He's never out of them. <laughs> on ITV, where's Brian? And then he's in the papers today, he's like, ah, Hockaday is okay, and he babysitting. I suck Medito. He's turning into Pepe Le Pew again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a fucking lasser on all over the stadium. <laughs> hey, listen, we did call it right when we said he'd play guitar with the pigeon. I sent Junior yeah. to go get some LED bulbs. It's save money. <laughs> Haven't seen him for weeks. <laughs> he got a BNQ. It's only four minutes down the road. <laughs> Why has he been so long? I sent Dave to look for him. Dave can <laughs> Uh, we called it right about the guitar playing at the end of year awards, didn't we? It did was it? so obvious. Yeah. And so awful. He's not that good. I know, they rehearsed for days. Does it matter? Yeah. Anyway, he's become friends with um, Leeds clubbing and bar magnet um, Terry George. You've seen lots of him on, on Twitter, I, I dare say, these days. And uh, he's the bloke who owns the bar, Fibre, the club Mission. And he was on uh, TV's The Secret Millionaire. 
and um, Michael Jackson wanked down the phone to him when he was a teenager. Of course, yes. Can't forget that little detail. And basically, if you want to... It's a bit like a chubby Noel Hunt as well, to my eyes. true. And if you want to know what's going on in Leeds United land, you've got to follow Terry George on Twitter. He had... I can't remember which one of the new players it was, was in... Oh, yeah, it was Berardi. He was having dinner with Berardi the night before he signed. So he's like, look, everybody, here's, our, here's your new right back. Like, okay, well, that's a funny way of unveiling a new signing. But if it works... Better than Yorkshire Radio? Yeah, probably. Got pictures, in it? At least we don't have to pay for Terry George. This is true. <laughs> Worth pointing out that um, Urkel, Hercules, he's our vice president. Haven't seen much of him in and around Ellen Road doing his vice presidential roles, but he has been busy. Yeah, Instagram is how you keep up with Urkel, because he goes around. I'd just like to share his... Uh, his profile description on um, Instagram, Ercole Cellino, in quotes, if they can't take a joke, fuck them. Italian-American, Facebook Ercole Cellino, Vice President, Leeds United. And then there's a link to our official website. So that's good. <laughs> He's on holiday with Lindsay Lohan in Greece at the minute, isn't he? He's not on holiday with her. He's on holiday in the same place as her and has his, had his photograph taken with good her. Good enough. <clears throat> yeah, it's... Closer to Lindsay Lohan than I've ever been, and I've taken a lot of drugs. Eduardo is more prominent by his his appearances. He's here, he's busy, he's got his hands dirty, he's on the ground, he's he's, he's up to his neck in Leeds United. Eduardo's the one eating Burger King with the crown on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's on the board, he's a director. Excellent, yeah. (laughs) You're you're happy with that appointment? (laughs) It's good to know it's in safe hands. (laughs) Did you see the interview with him? And he looked physically pained. (laughs) Yeah, every question. I mean, he didn't say anything particularly bad, and we don't want to... Well, I don't know, I do kind of want to have a go at him. Because <laughs> people keep saying not to have a go at him because he's just a young lad, give him a break. He's a director of the football club, he's a, he's on the board. He probably does feel a bit unsackable because his dad's in charge, I dare say. He could do what he wants, really, can't yeah. he? Well, I mean, look at what his brother's doing. His brother's vice president and hasn't even been near the place. He was asked what he thought of uh, Dave Hockaday as manager. He's like, mm, I like him, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's good. Hope do well. I'm not mocking him because of his English not being very good, just because he seems generally confused. <laughs> and there's a great photo of him being uh, driven into Geisley with uh, Massimo in the front passenger seat, leaning out of the window, shaking hands with all the fans as they go past. And you can see in the back seat, there's um, Eduardo, like, slumping down. On his Game Boy. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> do we have to? Come down and play Tetris. <laughs> Can't I just sit in the car? Leave the radio on. <laughs> You're going to be long. <laughs> Bring him out a bottle of pop and a packet of crisps. Yeah, it's Didn't he funny. also say about Hockaday as well, I'll support, I support him, or the next guy. Yeah. <laughs> or something. He said, he's something Ring, along those lines. Ringing endorsement, yeah. that was the line, I'll support yeah. him like, until he's sacked, then the next guy, you know, him too. What 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 of um, Eleonora? What's she up to these days? She's uh, she's not on the is she on the board or is she just studying in Leeds? No, you can't have a woman on the board. Apparently, I think it's unfair. I believe in equality, and I think if that little tool Eduardo is qualified <laughs> to be on the board, I don't see any reason why his sister can't be. She graduated from university in Miami. Don't know in what. I think she mentioned doing at one point over the summer. She was telling people on Instagram that she was going to design our new kit. And because a lot of the people who follow her on Instagram are crazy in the head, uh, <laughs> they took it seriously and were giving her like proper suggestions to tell Macron what to do. She's like, "Oh yeah, well I'm a make fa- it people, <laughs> make it people, crotchless." I'm a, I'm a fashion. Des- she mentioned being a fashion design student, uh, but apparently she's going to come and study at Leeds, uh, presumably for a postgrad. They're all buying a big house. I think somebody spotted the house that they bought in Alwoodley. Uh, it's not Ross McCormack's old one, is it? It's not Ross McCormack's <laughs> old one. But we're not allowed to know where that is, of remember? Of course, yes, yes. Yeah, so they're all going to live in a big house like the Waltons. Will they be getting a reality TV series? Oh, I hope so. Oh, That'd be incredible. Hercules has already been on one. Has he? Oh, he has, yeah. Yeah, he was on a... And I believe he was outed on that TV programme. Outed, I, you say? Yeah. As a homosexual? As a homosexual. Continuing in a fine line um, of homosexuals at our football club. Uh, Cole was on a... Italian reality TV show and then um, it was revealed that he was gay because somebody, a guy called Federico accused him of stalking him and harassing him. That's it, is it? Yeah, he sued for harassment. Anyway, there's no point in in them being on a a reality TV show. They've already been on a reality TV show. So let Eleonora take up her studies at Trinity and All Saints College in peace. Yeah, because that's going to happen. Maybe she's at Park Lane. I don't know. Let Eduardo... 
eat his Burger Kings and wear his crown and um, let Air Cole travel the world holidaying with film stars. Let Massimo play guitar. And buy back the bloody ground. And buy back the the bloody ground. And go, well, he's, he's already working as janitor. Um, said in his interview today that he was going around after the game, uh, turning all the lights off one by one. So it's unbelievable. <laughs> so if he's already working there, he may as well buy it. Into the last bit now then. Let's do our quick predictions for the season, see how wrong we can get it this time. Uh, we're, we're even more into the unknown here, aren't we? So first of all, for posterity, where will we finish? Michael? 15th. Same as last year. Oddie? I just hope we do finish. <laughs> just hope um, we do. 10th. Moscow? 22nd. Oh, shit. <sighs> Fucking hell, that's a bit worrying. That is relegation places, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 22nd. And just to book the trend, I've I've got no idea. I think we could honestly finish anywhere between about... Second and bottom, so I'm going to say eighth again. Player of the year, come to you first this time. Oddy. I don't even know what players we've got. Yeah, I'm I'm rap- desperately looking for that I would have said Tom Lees, obviously. Well, yeah. McCall- no. You can't, um, you can't have them because we've sold them. Oh, Provided we keep him, it's going to be Byron. Moscow. Uh, Marco Silvestri. Okay. I expect our goalkeeper's going to have a lot to do this season. Mm. Michael. Justin. Byron's the obvious choice, um, but just to be a bit different, I'll go for someone who's new and likely to be shit. <laughs> I will go for Tommy White. Tommy White. That's a good shout, actually. He's already getting a lot of popularity. You could go for Benedicic. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he'll start. <clears throat> Tough on this. Um, I will go for Steve. No. Um, one of the new guys, I will say Frederick Sorensen, centre-back. The centre-back we haven't signed yet. That one, yeah. Is this a little bit like when you tipped our number nine? Number nine. Yes. <laughs> we never bought one. In the If it's not Frederick Sorensen, then Andy Delort, definitely. Oh, no. <laughs> um, if it's not him, I will say Dukara. Why not? Okay. I've got no idea. Hmm. Um, at least I'm admitting it. Uh, young player of the year. Should be quite an easy one, I think. Uh, Michael. No, do you know what? Let's go cook. Yeah. Oddie? Just a quick rummage through the squad list again. I can't remember who we've got. Shall I highlight the ones that are young? Yeah. They're all young to Oddie. Lewis Lewis Walters has broken his legs. That's Stuart Taylor. He's a nice young man. (laughs) I'll come back to you then. Moscow. Come back to me. Um, I'll think about it. I I would say Lewis Cook, but I think an early season leg break's going to do for that career. Um, (laughs) Zan Benedicic will win Young Player of the Year just before AC Milan take him back to the San Siro <laughs> where he will lift the Champions League next season. I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll go first before you... Go oh, on. have you got one? Yeah, I've got one. Go now. on then. Charlie Taylor. Charlie fucking Taylor. Charlie fucking Taylor. I will go for... Yeah, I'll go for Benedicic. Why not? Brilliant um, picking players we've never seen play. Yeah, you can tell we've <laughs> yeah. done a lot of uh, Players who've never this. played as well. Yeah. No Top, one's seen him play. <laughs> Top scorer, Moscow. Um... Smith uh, in single figures through no fault of his own. Michael? Yeah, I can't really see Morrison scoring or Dukara, and I think, even though I think they'll probably end up starting. So yeah, Smith. Not um, Ajo's? No. Delort? <laughs> Odd Hoddy? Not Same. Some. I can't see much beyond Smith. If That's if he gets a chance. Nobody's really giving Hunt a go, are you going um, to? I, I was going to go left field and say either Hunt or Morrison, but... Um, I don't know. If if our signings are finished up front, then I will say... Fuck it, I'll say Steve Morrison. How dare you? I don't know what else to do. Stay, if you can't think of anything nice to say... <laughs> don't say anything. Don't say anything at all. That's what my By the end of the season, are you saying he'll be a legend? Basically, yes. Um, and if we do sign another centre-forward, which we may not, I think it'll be him. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go along with that because I don't think any of the ones we've got now will score many goals. You're not pinning yourself to a shirt number on that. Number eight's free. Rod Wallace. Mm, maybe. A bit, bit old now. Yeah, but you know, give him a chance. Well, he's still, got, still faster than Morrison. Stop being negative, give him a chance. <laughs> I'm not we've writing ne- off Rod Wallace. We've never, had a, we've never had a striker in the mid-40s before. It might work. <laughs> right, these, this is when, we, when he gets really stupid and tough. Who's going to win the league? Oddie. Not us. Again. <laughs> Michael. Um, 
who did well last year? Who's in it? Probably uh, Derby did well in the last year. Yeah, they did. Yes, they should have gone up. Yeah, yeah, Derby. Let me think. That's also different ones this year. So we, at least some, at least one of us is partly right. Okay, I'm gonna say Norwich. Who will be their top scorer? Not Becchio. Not that much. I think. Well, they've, they're letting that Van Wolfswinkle go, apparently. So he's a little bit nearer the first team. Even if they are offering him around to clubs, and even if certain clubs with certain Italian presidents are refusing the opportunity to buy our 10th highest top scorer to play for a team that doesn't have any goals, I still think, yeah, Norwich will go up with Becchio's league top scorer. Who's come down? Norwich. And Cardiff. And um, Fulham. Yeah. Ross McCormack's Fulham. I will tip Cardiff to win this. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. If we don't, it'll be Cardiff. Oddie, do you have you? I still don't care. Oh, okay, right. If we don't win the league. It's traditional for Oddie yeah. to, to <laughs> have, him, have him predicted eighth if we don't win. Yeah. Anyway, right. So who else is going to go up? Michael. I think Ross McCormack's Fulham. Mike. And Wigan. Moscow. Um, I think Wolves' momentum under Kenny Jackett will carry them up through the league. And I also think that Bournemouth's momentum under Eddie Howe, particularly if they manage to get their hands on Max Gradle, which is being talked about. I've started talking like Ken Bates. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The lately seen slower version who talks... Like this? Um, I think, yeah, Wolves and Bournemouth. Oddy? I still don't care. All right. It's not us. I don't give a shit about anybody else. I said Cardiff. I think Cardiff, Derby, and not Blackpool. Maybe. Maybe this is Reading's year. We'll go for those. Who's going down? Well, I think you you mentioned Blackpool. They still Mm. only have about 11 players and no goalkeeper. So we're probably all going to say we'll, Blackpool. We'll all say Blackpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you distracted me and I started writing down Brian McDermott. So Brian, <laughs> He's going down, Brian isn't he? McDermott's going to be relegated. Uh, Rotherham, because they signed Paul Green. And Leeds United. Bloody hell. Well, I already said they're going to finish 22nd. Well, that's, that's so you got to stand by. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll also... I, I mean, I, don't, I know we should spread our bets across the league here to get something right, but um, I'm relying on my judgment. Last time they got me three out of three. I think Rotherham... Who else has come up? Wolves, but they're going up. Yeah. And Brentford. I think they'll be fine. I think Rotherham will be all right as well because they've got that horrible fat prick of a manager who does seem to get results. Sheffield Wednesday. With Tom Lees at the back. The Rock. Blackpool. Rocky Lees. Sheffield Wednesday. Rotherham. I've got to tell you, looking at the league table, it's a strong division this year. There's really, like, I mean, like when you just say, oh, Brentford are going to be all right. If Brentford are going to be all right, everyone's going to be all right. And, you know, you're talking about Sheffield Wednesday going down. They've got Tom Lees in central defence. Tom Lees won't relegate a team. So that's why I think who's going to get relegated? Oddie, who's going down? Birmingham. Okay. I think could go down. Yep. They really struggled last season. Um, I think Rotherham will stay up. Okay. They might have that momentum. Um, like Yeovil did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they've got Paul Green. You can bet the momentum stops. Yeah, but they've got a chairman who invests in them. Makes a difference. Uh, who else? Mm. We, you've already said Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool, Huddersfield. Oh yeah, because one, one year I'm going to get lucky. I forgot they're even in our division. You know, they might do Peltier. You never know; it could, their, their luck could run out. Okay, they're talking about selling Clayton for a million as well. You know who to? But wasn't it? I thought it was Bournemouth. Now. And Borough have been sniffing around. There yeah. you go. He's going to bolster my boy Eddie Hill, Eddie Howe's march. Right, the important the bit. Title. Hang on, I've got Clayton I've got and Gradle reunited. Stuff, so. Oh, sorry, go on. Um, I'll stick with. I'll chuck Birmingham down as well, and I'm going to say Millwall again because it's traditional. Yeah. Okay. And it'll be right at some point. The important business now. When will Massimo sack Hockaday? Well, it's um, Oddie, I'll, nine. I'll, I'll go to Oddie. Are we, we're, we're, an, are we looking for an exact date? We're looking for a date, month, rather let's go, than... Let's go for an exact date. Hours. Because, five o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is... That's a fucking bold prediction. First game of the season. After the first game that, of the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five p- Yeah, right, okay. Not before. Don't be fucking stupid. <laughs> Michael. Um, 17th of September. Who are we playing that day? Not sure, but it's the 17th. Ah, noted. And he'll, he'll be sick of him by then. It's a long time away. Six weeks. Six more weeks. I'm going to say November the 1st at oh. tea time. Why? I think we've got a game that day. Um, that's when we play Cardiff away. 
last. Mm. Yeah. And they're going to be winning the league, obviously. So that, that'll be then. I think um, he deserves to be backed at least through the Millwall game. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with uh, 10 o'clock on Tuesday after okay. we lose to Accrington Stanley in a three-quarters empty Elland Road so that we'll actually all be able to hear it happen if we stay behind behind the game. You'll be able to just cut, put your, cut your hand to your ear and say, you fucking shit, you get out of here. Another different accent. <laughs> He's gone say, Welsh now. See, I'll give you. He'll say, "I'll give you one more chance." Leaves the light on. Dave, <laughs> fucking lights! Hey, you're a fire! <laughs> Fuck off! Get out of here! That I told was, you. That, well, that's the other thing. It's a night game. Yes, I want to add that. Ten <laughs> o'clock Tuesday. Dave Hockaday fired for leaving the lights on Excellent. in the office. Reason for firing lights on. Um, and finally, who's going to be our next manager? I think it's going to be McAllister. Return of Fester. I was going to go Return of Carboni. <laughs> Redders. Okay. Very good indeed. Any other oh, bets? There's, there's, feel oh, like how there's, many managers uh, do we need to name this season? <laughs> <laughs> I think Carboni, get, I think Fester will have a go at some point. I think we will get McAllister. Gibbs uh, going to get a turn. Christmas. He's still there, Gibbs. We're still there. He's still yeah. there, yeah. pushing paper it's in probably, It's probably his light that's bothering Massimo every night. <laughs> Massimo <laughs> just opens the door, switches the light off, and Nigel's like, God's sake, I was working. Oh, I'm going to tell him tomorrow. Season kicks off on Saturday then with a trip to Millwall. Hooray. Yay, we like this, don't Hockaday's we? Hockaday's final game in charge. <laughs> He's first and last, yes. Penultimate. <laughs> yeah, that's never a, a great friendly trip, but it'll, it'll be an interesting measure of what's going on. And then um, League Cup on Tuesday against Accrington and then at home. First issue of the square ball. Uh, lunchtime kickoff, as per usual, for our Sky appearance against Middlesbrough. So what are we expecting out of these three? Not sure about Millwall now they've let their danger man striker leave. Okay. I was thinking of Steve Morrison, but they've <laughs> broken up that partnership. They've actually signed. We were supposed to be buying Byron Webster, and they've got him. Ricardo Fuller's like well known, and they've got him. Lee Gregory was the top. I mean, I'm surprised Hockaday wasn't in for Lee Gregory, considering he's the uh, conference's best striker. He should be here by rights, but it's there. And they signed McGay Gay from Everton, who I've seen on Match of the Day. So what the hell's he doing there? We'll find out. Lee it's- Gregory, uh, the Halifax player, my mate who supports Halifax has been going on about him for a couple of years saying he's dead good and he's going to go on and do really well somewhere else he will score in so, this game we'll see he's absolutely nailed on that he will score in this game and Byron Webster was taught by my mother-in-law and Ricardo Fuller I once saw having a full English breakfast so that's comprehensive research <laughs> yeah. comprehensive yeah. it's uh, more than like Mil- whoscored.com has got nothing because no games have been played yet so. oh god what are we going to do <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you reckon out of these first two league games I mean we've got literally no idea no. Mid- Middlesbrough got that Lee Tomlin and he's, they've got Peterborough's good striker and we've got AJ <laughs> or whatever he's called is, is Tomlin the little fat one? yeah I think so he's quite good though also well, they're getting players from the Spanish leagues and everyone knows the Spanish leagues are better than the Italian leagues so what's going to happen then? how many points? Uh, cup uh, progression uh, one point? no <laughs> no points and no cup progression because remember Accrington is the night that Hockaday meets his maker <laughs> Do you think Junior might get a stint? Caretaker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit in the headlights. He probably just he probably just won't notice that Dave's gone. He'll yeah. still just be putting the cones out. And someone's like, is anybody going to tell him? No, just let him, let him go Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Audio, what do you reckon? I'd be happy with one point. Yeah. I'd be happy with six. I think we're going to get six. Six points and a comfortable victory against Accrington. What's wrong with you? He's positive. He's getting behind the team. He's doing what we should all be doing. It's but, got no basis in reality. I just, I've got, no, I've got nothing else to guess other than, yeah, I think we'll win. Brave new world and all that. It's more of a fear, fearful new world for me. I'm, I'm scared of it. You do always get that thing at the start of a new season, don't you? Though, where you think it might just all fall into place. This might be it. Terry Venables in charge. Christmas tree formation. Oh, imagine Nick Barnby signed. Cyril <laughs> Chapuis sure about that. Could do well. Look how good Sacco is. Yeah, great, great debut. Who needs Kewell? Look at this guy. Even Solomon Alembe. He was he was all right. Still playing for Wigan. Yeah. <laughs> that's an old that's an old joke. Is that sorry sorry listener? Um, well, all right then. Well, let's just see what happens rather than trying to nail anything with uh, sensible predictions. Yeah, because I think very much like everybody at Leeds United, we don't know what the fuck we're doing, and we can't do anything about it. <laughs> Nor do we need to. <laughs> 
And with all that said and done, you can get in touch with us. Please do email podcast at the squareball.net, tweet at the squareball. You can find us on Facebook as well. We'll be back soon when we get our shit together and we'll speak to you again then. So thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on. Bye from me, Michael. Bye. Moscow. Ciao. Audi. Bye. Enjoy the season. The Squareball Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 